This is Bob Petrakis with the other side of the news, brought to you by the FreePress.org. WCRS Community Radio, 98.3 and 102.1. This is Bob Fitrakis bringing you the other side of the news. I've got Dan Dugan in the studio. We're going to ask him what he calls certain things. Oh. And yes, Thanks. her name is Stuff. Mary Jane Borden, an expert on, well, Mary Jane. Yes, there you go. And maybe that's what she calls it. But and some call it ganja. I've heard that. And Mary Jane, you call it what? I call it cannabis. That's the scientific name. Mm-hmm. Or if you prefer another name, you could call it hemp because that what it was called before it was dubbed Mary Jane. I mean, marijuana by Harry Anslinger in the Reefer Madness campaign back in the 1930s. Uh And and did not William Randolph Hearst uh, help popularize that in his newspapers? Yes, he did. He was using fear tactics to um, combat what he thought was a... uh, 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 an assault against his uh, newspaper monopoly because hemp was much cheaper to print on right. Right. than right. you know paper based wood wood based paper wood based paper poisoning paper based timber pulp yeah. wood acidic highly acidic that's why it turns yellow that's why we refer to yellow journalism uh-huh. and of the course press, yeah. the Mexican revolutionary seized a variety of his timber holdings in Mexico. So he came up with a story that uh, they were all stoned and sang a song about marijuana. Or, as I like to put it, Mary Jane Borden. <laughs> I, I wasn't alive back then, so no, I take no responsibility. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so Mary Jane, tell us about the state of pot, my preferred term, Yeah, I, in I, Ohio. Can, I can work with that. Yeah, or we. Well, um, I, uh, I'd like to start, you know, back in 1997 with the repeal of SB5, ma'am, SB2. Uh, first act of the legislature that year repealed the uh, affirmative defense that kind of snuck its way into the higher revised code. But the very first, second, well, actually, the very second thing that the legislature did that year was to tank that that provision that allowed sick patients to use an affirmative defense against their use of marijuana at trial. And so that kicked it off for me because I think that where we're at, if we, if we look at, at uh, uh, marijuana in Ohio right where we stand right now, a lot of people are going to be unhappy. But if you see it from the standpoint of where we've come from and how far we've come in the last few years, you begin to appreciate that, you know, legalization is finally arriving in Ohio um, in the form of what we call HB 523, which passed last year, which passed last year by the Republican legislature and signed by the Republican governor. Right. Indeed, and uh, the Republican governor, Roger Stone, the longtime well-known Republican political operative and advisor to Trump, is that uh, I'm getting signals here, so I'm backing away from the mic. 
back away from the mic. Okay, uh, but Roger Stone uh, said that uh, John Kasich was well known in the 1976 campaign, the Reagan campaign. He was the man. He's who you bought. Yeah, back then, three fingers. A, a lid. A yeah. nickel a lid. <laughs> three fingers, a lid, four was an ounce. Yeah. That's right. Three's a lid, four's an ounce. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Kasich was supposedly the man who you could get the three-finger salute from. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we, I, I wish well, I knew the government back then. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> now, I, I was wondering, though, uh, what you thought, Mary Jane, about the, uh, the, what, what happened at the ballots when uh, it seemed that there was going to be a legal... Uh, there was going to be legalization by the general populace. And then at the seemingly almost last minute or in the last month, the the, uh, public opinion changed and it was voted down. It wasn't a great bill, but was it better or, in your opinion, better or worse than what we're going to get? From the from the legislature, the, the so-called uh, Waldenmark Weed Big Growers Initiative. Well, it was called Responsible Ohio, if you recall. Right. And we came out. The I'm with the Ohio Rights Group. I co-founded it. It's mm-hmm. been uh, in existence uh, itself for five years, and we've been doing it. Bob and I have been doing this, I think, almost 15 years now. So, so go. we go back. Well, in my time first to puff was right around 1970. Oh, you're talking about something else. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Well, I'm, I'm just talking about our work on ballot issues, and, and if right. you, right. You, if you, one of the things I, I've been researching, I came up and found out that since uh, since the affirmative defense was repealed in 1997, there have been 23 ballot issues registered with the Ohio Attorney General for his evaluation. For uh, he does a little thing that he goes through and determines if the summary matches the full text. And if it does, then you can go collect your signatures. He has evaluated 23 of them since 1997. That should tell you something about the intransigence of the state government. But really, what lit their fire, you know, was the responsible Ohio, I think, scare them back in, in 2015. Um, and it had, had a lot more provisions than what they ultimately passed as HB 523. But it, it took that. It took a responsible Ohio and then another one called Ohioans for Medical Marijuana, sponsored by the Marijuana Policy Project, to really kind of kick the legislature in the so-called butt and get them moving to pass this, because they knew that somewhere, somehow, a ballot issue would otherwise pass in Ohio that probably would have been more liberal than what they were going to give us through the legislature. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. So, in other words, even though... The bill that was, you know, the responsible, uh, uh, you know, uh, bill or the ballot issue uh, wasn't what everyone wanted. It certainly was better than what they've given us. And they're seemingly dragging their feet on this. That's my impression. But. I don't know. No, I, no, I don't think they are. They're not. I, I don't think okay. the state is gra- dragging their feet. Okay. I spoke with, uh, I know her first name is Misty, I can't remember her last name. She's with the Office of the Governor, and I spoke with her uh, a couple weeks back, 
And she insists, and I can see my, for myself, that most of the provisions of uh, HB 523 are going in place according to the timeline established in the bill. Oh, okay. I think the one thing that's confusing about it is that uh, a lot of people expected the decision from the Department of Commerce on the growers, you know, the level one, level uh-huh. two growers, yeah, okay. who they are. They had a lot of applications. They had 109 for level one. And I think it was 76 for level two, something like that. And so there's a lot to go through, but they have indicated, I don't know if they've carved it in stone, that those, um, the recipients of those licenses, uh, 24 of them total, 12 each, uh, will be announced sometime in November. I think people were hoping that it would be a little bit sooner than right, that. Right. Uh, but that's kind of, that's about six months out from the application deadline, which was June 30th. So, uh, to me, um, yeah, I sure would like to see it go going sooner. But again, the gratification to see, like, what is it, something like 360,000 square feet of cannabis growing in Ohio legally is an accomplishment. Uh, you know, it really sure. uh, makes me feel sure. good that we're talking about these kinds of numbers. Right. And uh, does that excite Attorney General Sessions? <laughs> well, not if he has anything to do about it, right? That's a well, big sure. target. Yeah, absolutely. That is a big question. So what what do you think, uh, uh, looking at this scene, uh, Sessions versus uh, states' rights? And, of course, uh, some of us remember that the Republicans are supposed to be the party of states' rights. Har, har. But, um, you know, wh- how do you see this battle between the federal government and the states that have— uh, have legal marijuana or medical marijuana like Ohio so going forward. Well, I think that's where Bob says, say, being saying a big thank you to Roger Stone because uh, he apparently has Trump's ear. Uh-huh. And uh, that's, uh, I, I would think, uh, yeah. how I say and he's a libertine-friendly kind of marijuana. Yeah, and if Sessions is in there beating his ear, he's going to be anti-marijuana. If Roger Stone is beating his ear, and I hope he's going to be uh, telling them, you know, how how much this is going to benefit the economy in a country right. where yeah. he's wanting to make America great again economically. Uh, if he shuts down marijuana, which is probably the number one growth industry in the nation, right. Uh, there's not only going to be a, a backlash, but um, it's just another, another demonstration of his ultimate failure as, as president of the United States. Yeah, sure. Right. It's kind of like the good, uh, the, the, the little angel on one shoulder and the, uh, the devil on the other from the cartoons. You know, little, <laughs> That's going to be funny that Roger there. Stone is now an angel. No, no, no. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, About he that. is. He's got the right Stone. name. Stone. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, right he does. What's in a name, right, Mary Jane? Yeah, yeah, right's in a name. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what else can you tell us about uh, Ohio? Well, um, like I said, I think it's, it's gratifying to see that this is finally rolling out. Uh, the, the program, um, the, the, the um, like I said, the, the, the cultivation licensees should be announced sometime in November. After that, the state's going to start collecting up the applications for the dispensaries and the processors. The ultimate deadline to have everything up and running is September 8, 2018, so in about a year. Um, And, you know, we have build-out. You know, all these things have to have build-out. All these things have to have infrastructure put in, you know, finance, accounting, and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of people are going to be really busy. 
And um, I'm of the belief that the deadline is going to be met, at least the rules are being put in place in, in the manner of fashion by the HP 523. So hopefully by this time next year we'll be excited and talking about all these uh, sites and that are going to be open and the availability of cannabis to the, sick, to the sickest among us. Uh, and, I'm and sure what do I need? How sick do I need to be? I mean, what what conditions are covered? I'm not sure I can name all 21 conditions off the top of my head. Well, what, what are some of the big ones? Um, cancer, uh, I believe glaucoma, I've got um, glaucoma pain. So. Um, so I think CTE is in there and TBI, and in other words, the, 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 the head injuries. What, what about a sore knee, a chronically sore knee? I think that you should qualify under pain. All right. Hmm. But you do need, what you have to do is you have to go to a doctor and have a bona fide relationship with a doctor. Right. And then uh, once you do, the doctor will fill out a form that he or she sends to the Department of Pharmacy, I mean the Board of Pharmacy, and the Board of Pharmacy is then the, the entity that issues you a marijuana card, okay? Uh-huh. And the Board of Pharmacy will be running the pharmacy, I mean the, um, the dispensaries that dispense the cannabis or the cannabis oils or tinctures or patches or whatever. Right. So that card is what enables you to go to a dispensary, in other words. Correct. So, yeah, and you'll need that and what, a uh, state ID, uh, driver's license, or something like that as well. I imagine you need some I mean, kind yeah, of an ID, basics. sure. Right, and then how does the uh, payment ar- going to be arranged, and is there going to be assistance for, for certain people of lower income, or, uh, you know, I'm or same old, same old. And can I call? We don't know Uber. what's going on with insurance in this country, but you know, at any rate. Uh, so well, it's not going to be covered by insurance, first of all. Ah, that's okay. what I thought. So forget that's that idea. What I was getting to, yes, right. Right, no, no insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, now the payment is, is is an interesting issue because. You know, with the federal government and the Schedule One, meaning putting marijuana in the most restrictive classification schedule possible, which is, you know, absolutely, we all know, is totally ridiculous. Right. Um, right. It precludes um, cash businesses from uh-huh. utilizing yeah. credit cards and bank deposits because of an arcane rule. I think what I think it's called. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the rule's name is uh, off the top of my head, but it basically has banks skittish about uh, working with uh, marijuana businesses. And so they can't get a bank account. If you can't get a bank account, you're going to have all this cash come in. What do you do with it? Well, this is WGRN, the Green Renaissance. And Mary Jane has posed the question, what do you do when all that green comes in? From the green. Well, yeah. Yeah, we well, you contact the Green Party and you legalize. <laughs> well, right, true yeah. enough. Correct. The, the, the Green yeah. Party is absolutely <laughs> Wait, for full legalization. Bob, Bob had to do the uh, station identification right on top of you there, Mary Jane, because what you were saying, you were getting to the point of like uh, how you do pay for it. Do you pay for it with cash? Is is that the way it goes? Is that well, at this point, you probably will know. The, the state was going to work on work some kind of a closed payment system. Okay. I don't believe so the details that? have been released about that, okay. and I'm not quite sure how it works. Closed payment? Um, 
Uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. I don't really know what that well, is. Mary Jane and I know it's not going to be an open payment to the banks. The banks won't even accept uh, accounts with names that are so, you, know, you try to set up the ganja fund and uh, they go ballistic. What is a closed payment system? I don't know what it is. I'm sure there's a lot of people out I there. I don't quite it. understand it myself, Bob, but again, no. I haven't studied it. Okay. But it's something that the state was considering. Like I say, I haven't, right. I haven't heard a lot about it recently. Okay. Uh, but the, to to circumvent the uh, feds and their uh, you know inability to allow these businesses to do right. have credit cards and bank accounts. Okay. Yeah. You know, ultimately, ultimately, sure, everything is going to go that way. We know. Well, it's just kind of well. It's, here's it's, it's, it's here's the, the constitutional for, question: the state can regulate intra within the state commerce okay so a closed system would only occur within ohio all right if it becomes interstate commerce under article one section eight right the feds may come in and do as but they must i'm taking the part of the person that's going to buy and they you know they got their prescription and they got their card and you know, the the entire loop would have to stay in the state. That would be the closed system. I'm just saying, how how do you pay? Do you just go to the store and pay in cash, and is that all right? That's, I don't know. I'm asking if this is. They could probably set up a co-op it, bank. Yeah, you know, that is simply for the growers that nobody else can use. Hello, okay, Mary Jane. I'm sorry. I don't know if we're all on the same page right here, but. Uh, it's yeah, very confusing. No, you're right. I mean, you 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 yeah. kind of hit, hit it right right perfectly because it's a very it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the feds would just you know, I think deschedules the way they need to go. I think that unfortunately Jeff Sessions, you know, being being at the uh, head right. of the, uh, the Department of Justice, uh, was, might well sort some of these things. But you know, I I, I do think that the, the best path forward would be to deschedule cannabis and then I right. be regulated and right. and, sure. and you know, sure. all tra- transactional, just like Sounds beer, great. wine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or you go into a shop, you know, like you see tobacco hanging on the wall in a big bag. You know, that that would be mm-hmm. nice. That would be nice. Yeah, I hear mm-hmm. you. Someday, maybe. But, uh, it, it's coming. I mean, like I yeah. say, twenty yeah. twenty years I ago. I suppose twenty years ago, if we were looking at nineteen ninety, I mean two thousand seventeen, we would think that you know the cars would be flying through the skies and marijuana would be legal every place. You right. know, oh, sure. but it's it's obviously incremental, and I'm sure if we're having this conversation twenty years from now. Uh, marijuana will be absolutely proliferating because we're finding so much scientific evidence about its uh, positive interactions on the human body uh, that it'll be, um, you know, prolific, prolific. What uh, what do we know about negative uh, reactions uh, to physical? Uh, I I understand that sometimes the edibles can be a bit strong and uh, people aren't quite prepared for that strength. Um, this is just something I heard on, on, I don't know, NPR or something. They were talking about it, that there have been, you know, that's not an OD. It's it's certainly not, you know, the kind of problems that this uh, society has with heroin. But I'm just wondering, have you heard anything about that? Or edibles sometimes being a little stronger than, than expected? or Right, because they metabolize differently than the smoke does. Um, with smoke and with inhalation, it it apparently I don't call me the scientist here, but I'm kind of learned in this stuff anyway. Um, it's the quickest way to get 
the cannabinoids to your brain, okay? Right. When you take it through your stomach and your liver, it transforms it into kind of differently uh, so that you, you metabolize it differently than you do with the smoke. And I think somehow some people uh, do, and it, it may well. Be, and I'll have to say this about the oils. You're talking about uh, sometimes, you know, THC and, you know, leafed cannabis can be, you know, you know, ten, twenty percent. But when you're talking about the oils, um, they could be much higher, seventy plus uh-huh. percent. So you're actually getting more of the THC. And I think you, some people, particularly, I think the problem is less so with people who are experienced and kind of understand what the, the THC feeling is like. But when you have people who are new to it and go, "Oh, there's a candy," like there was a guy, there was yeah, a yeah. sheriff down in one of these counties in southern Ohio mm-hmm. that saw, "Hey, there's a birthday cake." You know, eats the whole thing and it's an infused birthday cake and right. has a weird reaction that he's never felt before. There you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, I, I don't yeah. know if Bob remembers that case or not, but we had, <laughs> we in the community had had a, a lot of fun and a, and, a, and a real giggle on that one. Indeed. But, um, Electric cake, huh? Electric, yeah. And this is the sheriff down, oh, I can't remember who wow. was down one. There's Southern Ohio mm-hmm. City, you know, rural counties, you know. <laughs> Laurelville. I think that was what it was, Laurelville. Wow. They, they, they grow nice apples down in Laurelville. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They, they <laughs> they How about them cake? apples? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary Jane, you were uh, talking a little before the show that you'd run across an old copy of a Free Press Project newspaper. I sure did. I, I, I pulled it out of my file the other day, and I, I just put a big smile on my face because it was from January 1998. The entire issue was devoted to hemp, which is really the, yes. the name I said earlier. Mm-hmm. We want to call cannabis by its original name. We call it hemp. And it was soup to nuts on hemp. And you guys, I think at the time, were running a ballot issue. And uh, we had you had chapters all over the state. Good friend of ours was heavily well, involved. We, we had in a hippie. That. We had a hippie bus traveling bus? the uh, right. state with neo hippies, and uh, and cops would come on the bus, the local police, and take pictures with them. <laughs> there you go. Sure. Yep. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised. I Hanging was, out I, with was the I was expecting to be down there bailing them out of jail constantly. But no. <laughs> the, the only legal call we got is when they went, uh, when they ran out of money and they were going door to door in the Cincinnati suburbs, asking for contributions. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I hear you. So yeah, the Free Press, of course, has a history of uh, supporting the just cause like that. But uh-huh. uh, but we did talk about hemp, but we haven't really talked about. The hemp industry, does any of this do anything to get rid of the ridiculous ban on uh, selling and growing uh, hemp, which can't get high from? Yeah, that's good. I, th- I think Sessions has even come out against that, you know, to, to suppress the hemp industry. Now, <laughs> I, I don't know why they, they want to put the kibosh on these, these industries that could just bring so much of America back. You know, if we, what if we took in Kentucky and said, okay, you guys, you know, instead of using heroin, go out there and grow hemp. And you could have a, tr- a tremendous industry. It could be used for clothing. It can be used for you know, concrete, building materials. Foodstuffs. There's the food. Is, you know, it's a, it, is, it has the, the right. Uh, was omega fatty acids. I have my and hemp flakes in the morning. Yes, and, and hemp and I melt do too. 
There you go. Seriously. I've got a hemp T-shirt that will not go away. I mean, it's just, <laughs> and, and it's, it's still fabric, holding it's up out many fabric. years long, 30-some years. I got, I got my granddad's years. hemp undies from 1906. Uh, a band from... Uh, it was did a, you wash them? <laughs> look out. There was a band from Canada, by the way, Mary Jane. Uh, the, the Pardon band. me? The, the band that I had the T-shirt from was a band from Canada. Right. Canada's much Moxie more progressive Fruvis than was the name. Right. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, so, it's yeah. more progressive. They have hemp up there, and I think they're rolling out a uh, nationwide medical marijuana program. And also, I think next year, Trudeau said he was going to legalize completely. So it'll be interesting to see how Canada, again, changes the United States. One more reason to move to Canada, eh? Hey. Lovely. I would have spent last week in Canada. It's just a lovely place. Right. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm on schedule to, to move there and work in a laboratory. Oh, really? Oh, really? Do tell. I've got a farm that's hey. going to have some hemp, some hemp fields. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, Bob. Why not? <laughs> Whatever works. Wow. Well, I hope we cleared up a few things here, right? Anything? I'm sure there are, there are more more questions that Dr. Bob could ask because you guys go back away. So, is there, That's right. Is there, I, sir, I, I think I've been written, Dr. writing Fetrakis? for Bob since 2001. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, you say they're on time. Are they going to have the product there? And uh, will it be regulated? Are they looking at uh, you know, THC doses? Is this stuff already been perfected in other states? How is the... Uh, medicine going to work in terms of the actual product? Well, it's, it's going to be cultivated. You know, there's the timeline is, like I said, to the applications were accepted June 30th. They're going to be awarded on sometime in November, then the dispensaries. And like I said, there has to be built out of all this stuff. Yeah, right. There you go. And and you're you're limited in in terms of the types types of uh, you know what is it? Uh, there's edibles, tinctures, oils, and uh, plant material, and suppositories. Let's not forget them. Woo! All right. <laughs> Yay! Um, but yeah, there is a THC limit. Now I'm going to only remember the one because uh, I think uh, it was it was uh, they have a tier like a tier one for. What do you mean by uh, tier one, tier two? Well, they they tiered for plant material. They tiered it in terms of its THC percentages. So I want to say tier one was like twenty three to to thirty five, ah, okay. and I think that thirty five is the limit on plant material, and then the limit on oils is like seventy percent. And, and it's Whoa. tiered like that. I, they they went through a process where we had our, our uh, you know, drug-free action alliance experts help determine what the dosage, because they're always, you know, complaining about there's no dosage standards. So these are people right. who were fiddling yeah. through this back in the wintertime, and, and that's what they came up with. Like, it's, I, it's not going to stick in my head exactly what the other ranges were so no, i pardon right. pardon me for that just but, numbers uh, it's just numbers right, right. Yeah, yeah right right um i i think they're trying just, to, just you, a range. you can't smoke the plant material the plant material can right. only be vaporized yeah because a lot because wow. a lot of it is just you know ranges wow. like old stuff tie stick maui wowie <laughs> yeah really <laughs> bc bud 
You're showing your age, Bob. <laughs> Woody Ed. Hayes. Yeah. Woody Hayes, that's right. There you go. All right, Panama well, Red. You know what Panama Red will do? Probably steal your woman and rob your head, I would yeah. think. Yeah. So <laughs> stay away from Panama Red there, Mary Jane. Right, right. Say hi to your husband. we got got to wrap up here. Any last thoughts? And have you, for the record, ever dated Panama Red? I'm, well, no, actually, no. <laughs> Although my husband and I go back to, to when we first started college, so I'm not going to tell you when that was. And can you <laughs> yeah, answer the last question? <laughs> the last question. H.R. Puffin stuff. Who's your friend when things get rough? I just want to know, <laughs> are you experienced? That's what I, that, that would be All my right. That's a different drug. <laughs> Thanks right, a lot, then. Mary Thanks, Jane Boyd, if that is. Oh, you're welcome, Bob. It's a pleasure. Bye. 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 Toodles.